Bukhar Tov. We are in chapter 10 of Sefer Shemuel Aleph. The beginning of the, of the chapter is the introduction to how Shaul ends up meeting Shemuel, which is going to be this, this chapter is going to be the, the first meeting between Shemuel and Shaul. Shemuel is going to be the anointer and Shaul will be the eventual king. And the build up to, Shaul's, to Shaul being appointed as king. Oh, not, not 10, sorry, on chapter... N- Chapter what? Chapter nine. Okay, chapter or chapter nine, nine not ten. End of, end, end Sorry. Of chapter nine, yeah. Well, in chapter nine, the the middle of chapter nine, the tenth tenth pasuk. So what happened so far is that Shaul loses his donkeys. I said sheep yesterday in the summary. That was wrong. It's actually his donkeys. And he's looking for them, and they almost are about to give up. And they say, uh, "No, my father is going to start to be worried about the donkeys, and is going to stop be wor- stop being worried about me at this point." And then his servant says, no, but there's, you know, there's this Navi guy, this Jose, this seer, who's going into the city. Let us go meet him because maybe he'll tell us the whereabouts of our donkeys. And the Shaul says, wait, but I don't have any money. And then the servant says, okay, but I have some money. I'll pay him. Fine. Pasuk 10. Bayomar Shaul in Na'aro. Ki loyo. Sorry. Tov devarecha. Lecha nelecha. He says, okay, you're right. He says to his servant, you are right. Let us go. Pasuk 11 now. And they go to the city <coughs> where the man of God is. Pasuk 11. They're going in up the steps of the city. And then they find these maidens, these ladies, that are going out to draw water. It seems like in the Torah, women are always drawing water. And they said to them, So they asked these women, is the seer here? Is the Navi here? Pasuk 12. And the women answered them and they say, Yes, behold, he is before you. Quickly now, for today he is in the city. For there is an offering today being brought for the people at the high place, which was probably the high place where they would bring offerings. This is after the destruction of Shiloh, which happened by the Pilishtim in the what, in like fourth or fifth chapter. So technically, according to Halakha, they were allowed to bring these offerings because, because they had Shiloh more. was destroyed, right. right? Shiloh was the central place. Once it's destroyed, you could bring offerings anywhere. So he's saying today, they're bringing an offering for the people and the Navi is going to be there at the high place bringing the offering and they explain... <clears throat> that uh, he's coming to the, to, there's an offering today, when you come to the city, you will see him before he goes up to the high place, to eat, because the people will wait for him before they eat of the offering. Why? Because they want his blessing on the offering. And only then will the people who come to this Bama. Only then will they eat. For now go for him today. You will find him. Okay. So what do you? What's funny about the way these women are talking? They just said something very simple in a lot of words, yeah, and not everything they're saying is on, on topic. On. Yeah. Not everything they're saying is on topic. It's like he's like, um, is the is the navi here today? What could they have said? Yes, he's here. What do they say? 
Yes, behold, he is before you quickly today. Now he's come to the city for there is a, there's a feast in the city. Okay, I'm just asking if the Navi is here. I don't even know why. Okay. There's, there's a feast in the city And the people are here for this At the high place And when you go to the city You will see him Before he goes up for the Bama Before he goes up and, Oh and, and by the way The people won't eat any of the food Until he blesses it And, and uh, there's going to be a big feast there Where the people are all gathered And he's going to bless it And then the people will eat So what, what do the Chachamim say? Well we know from Pasuk From Pasuk Bet to this man there was a son Talking about Shaul's father And his name was Shaul Bakur, he was young And he was good looking Nobody was as handsome as he And from his um, Translate From his shoulders up From his shoulders up He was taller than everybody Okay, meaning he was when he stood up straight, he was taller than everybody. So the Chachamim said that these women were like infatuated by Shaul, so they kind of they were like kept talking they kept him. talking, yeah, they were trying to flirt with him, and that's why they're answered in such a verbose way. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's very interesting. You see these nuances in the text. The the text does a beautiful job of conveying some subtle details that if you're not aware of them, you won't catch them. But here, a clear case of the women are just enamored by Shaul and like. They just keep talking to him even though they're not even answering his question anymore. Okay. Pasuk 14. So they go up to the city. They're coming into the city. And Shemuel is coming out to greet uh, towards them to go to the Bama. To the high place. Seems like the Bama was a little bit like right outside the city or something. So as they're entering the city to find him, he's exiting the city to approach that high place where they're going to do the offering. Pasuk Tetvav. Now, Pasuk Tarfav is going to give us a shift of the vantage point of the story. Wait, wait and you said, sorry, you, you, told, you said the girls were coming out? No, no, now Shemuel is coming out. Meaning uh, now Shaul is saying, okay, fine, thank you ladies, we're going inside. So Shaul and his servant, they go inside the city. And while they're going in the city, Shemuel is coming out of the city to go to Bama, okay. to the high place where they would do their offering. Okay? okay. Pasuk Tadvav. In the 15th Pasuk, the vantage point changes. And it gives us some backstory as to... What God had told Shemuel already before. The day before, God had revealed to the ear of Shemuel before, one day before Shaul came, saying, At this time tomorrow, I will send to you a person from the land of Binyamin. And they will anoint him as a leader for my people Israel. And he will save my people from the hands of the Pelishtim. For I have seen my people for their cries have come to me. What were the cries of Bnei Israel? Their fear and their concern over the constantly encroaching and approaching Pelishtim. That was like the main cry, right? So I've heard their cries and now I'm answering their cries by appointing to them the king. You will meet the king tomorrow. And then Shemuel sees Shaul and God, and God announces to Shemuel saying, this is the man who I said he will rule over my people. Now there's an interesting radak. This is the man who I told you he will lead over my people. Now what is the word he uses for lead? What does Ya'atsor mean? Well stop. So why does, how does Yatsor come to mean leadership? 
He will lead my people. We're using the word atsar, which means like shmini atsarit, is a stoppage time. Ki atsor atsar Adonai be'ad kol rechem be'vet Avimelech. For God stopped up the womb of everybody in the house of Avimelech. This word always means stop. How does the word all, all of a sudden mean he will be a leader to my people? So Radak has a very interesting connection. Yatsor be'ami. Radak says this means yimloch. Kemo yoresh aitzer. Like in Shofetim when it says Yoresh Aitzer. I don't know in which context it says Yoresh Aitzer. But uh, Yoresh Milucha, someone who is, inherits Milucha is called a Yoresh Aitzer. Someone who inherits a kingdom is called someone who is inheriting an Aitzer. An Aitzer is a kingdom. Okay. And the king is called the Otzer. The king is called the Stopper. Why is he called the Stopper? Because he stops them from doing anything that's not against his will without his permission. Okay? So like like Democrat regimes with COVID policy are called Otsirin. You know? Okay. Yonatan says it means Otser as in he will not stop the Jews, the Israelites, he will stop the Pelishtim. Hmm. But I don't think it's Peshat. I think Radak's first interpretation is Peshat. The Etzer is a king because he is someone who stops, doesn't let the people do anything against his rule, against his permission. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, good. Now, by Shemuel. So Shaul approaches to Shemuel, to Shemuel in the city. And he says, Please tell me, where is the house of the seer? Where is the house of the Roe, of the Navi? Shemuel answers Shaul and he says, I am the seer. Come before me to the high place and eat. Before me today, eat tonight with me at the Bama, and I will send you in the morning. And anything that is in your heart, I will tell you. Now, what is in Shaul's heart? What is he wondering right now? Who is no, no, where are his donkeys? Uh. So, saying all that's in your heart, meaning your question as to your donkeys, I will tell you where they are. Okay. And to your donkeys who you have lost today, at this point it's been three days that you've lost them. Do not worry about them anymore for they have been found. And to whom is all of the desired possessions of Israel, if not to you, will call Betavicha into your father's house. Now he's hinting to him a little bit that he's going to be king because he's saying all of the desired possessions of Israel now belong to you. And that's the first thing Shemuel is telling Shaul about his kingship. All of the desired possessions of the people belong to you. Now Shaul is going to be scratching his head. Like, what do you mean? Why would, I, why would all the desired portions belong to me? Okay? But, um, but we're going to pause there. But this is his introduction to Shaul. Very, very opaque. Okay? Shaul comes to Shemuel and he says, Where is the seer? And Shemuel says, I am the seer. By the way, the Chachamim say this may have been a little bit arrogant on part of Shemuel. I am the Navi. Yeah, what so, is he supposed to say? Um, so the Chachamim, that's, that's what Adak says. So, to, he said, yeah, read you the Radak. We want him to shrug fine. his shoulders. Ah, um, so Radak says, Lo hayaze mechutz miderecha anava, ki kevan shashalo eze bet haroe, lo itachen shelo yaneu. He says, this is not something that's against humility, 
Because once he asks him, where is the Navi? What, he can't answer him? That's what I'm saying. Okay. But he says, and Midrash Shemuel say that this was arrogant on Shemuel's part. Now why? What could he have said? He should have said, oh, I don't know where that Navi is. Go ask somebody else. And they would have directed him back to him. Okay, fine. Um, so, and then the Chachamim say, now the Chachamim, they say, do, do say something interesting. When it came to later in chapter 15, in chapter 16, sorry, when he's going to find, he wants to reappoint a king when Shaul fails, and he wants to find David, so Shemuel goes to the house of Yishai and he sees the first son Eliav and he thinks, wow, the son Eliav, he's, he's befitting of kingship. And Shemuel is not aware of the fact, Shemuel is not aware of the fact that it is David who's going to be king. So then the Chachamim say that um, this is a punishment in a way for him saying that I am the Navi when it came to Shaul, that when it came to David, he didn't know which one was king. He didn't have that nivuah in, in advance. Okay, so that's an interesting idea. I, I still think that Peshat is that he just answers them like a normal human being would answer him, right? Yeah. Um, and, he said, any, and he says, stay with me the night and eat with me. Anything that you're wondering about, I will tell you. By the way, those donkeys which you've been looking for, they have been found, so don't worry about them. Uh, they, they've been found. And all of the, the sacred possessions of Israel now belong to you. How do you know he was missing for three days? Or just because he's a Navi? Uh, no, yeah, he knew that because uh. he's a Navi. Now, now all the sacred possessions of Israel, the desired possessions of Israel belong to you, he says to Shaul. Now, what is Shaul thinking? We're going to see what he says tomorrow. But why would it be weird for Shaul to say that all of the desired things in Israel now belong to you. Why is Shaul taken aback by that? Because you're saying which tribe is he from? The no, no, no. But which tribe is he from? Shaul? Yeah. He's from Kish, from Binyamin. Oh, Binyamin. Yeah? He's a Benjaminite. He's a Benjaminite. What do we know about the tribe of Binyamin from the book of Shofetim? The tribe of Binyamin was involved in the Pilegesh Begivah story. Mm. And then they were involved in the civil war. And they were almost completely eradicated in the civil war. To the extent that they had to scramble to find wives for the remaining Benjamin, a few hundred Benjaminites who were alive, so that the tribe would not die out. And they said they wouldn't marry so, so, the tribes. And, so and, they, and they said they would not marry Binyamin. Yeah. They made a swear of an oath not to marry Binyamin, so they had to give them captive women, and, and they had to find out a way for Binyamin to, to marry women, you know, dancing at Shiloh, like, to steal them against their will. So Binyamin, what we know is that they are the lowest of all the tribes. So Shaul, who is the future king, is coming from the lowest of all the tribes. And Shemuel is telling him that all of the desired possessions of Israel belong to you. And Shaul is going to turn around and be like, what are you talking about? I'm, I'm the lowest of the low. My tribe is the most disrespected tribe. Why would all the possessions of Israel belong to me? And that's going to be the nature of his response. Bezer Hashem will continue on Monday. Baruch Adonai Amen, amen, amen. amen. amen.